What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. It's nice to be with you Sunday evening. I know it was a whole week of no episodes last week, and that's because uh, I was working hard trying to end uh, edit the uh, the newest end of year recap, likely the last one of those I'm doing. So go enjoy it. Do me a favor. If you're just a uh, listener of the podcast on the Spotify's, on the Twitters, on the uh, SoundClouds, wherever you guys are listening to this thing, if you haven't already, go check it out. There's got uh, five parts and uh, might put out a unedited, ver- unedited version uh, for the podcast people because I think you guys might appreciate the narrative I was going for. But for general consumption, I took out everything that, you know, didn't get bigger laughs. So go check it out. Uh, I enjoyed my weekend. It was nice actually being off off, which I haven't done in a while. And, it, you know, if you're me, you got to be careful not to spend too much time off off. But it was nice. Oh, my God, dude. I ate some edibles. I sat in a chair. I did nothing. You know how great it is being an adult and just having some legitimate time to do nothing? I even had concert tickets to a concert that I really wanted to go to. And you know what I did? I just didn't go. Have you ever done that? And I was looking forward to it. A little small, uh, little small jam band type thing. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are playing in my area. I got a night off. I was like, I'm going to do Molly. I'm going to do all these things I never do. I'm going to go. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. And I enjoyed all of my time of doing nothing. But now it's already it's time to get back to work. We got a whole week of topics that I never addressed. So we got to close out last week's topics so we can start up fresh. Run your mouth enterprise Monday morning, 11 a.m. We got a guest. We can do our Wednesday episode. We can do our Friday episode. And uh, start moving into the new studios that we're up and running for uh, for the new year. Big things coming, everybody, on the on the the road to run your mouth daily and ten thousand listeners. You got to put it out into the world, guys. Go wrangle your friends, because start poking at them. Spread spread the run your mouth gospel. Pick up your Bibles. Start knocking on doors and let people know that they're missing out on uh, some world class information. Uh, all right. So let's start getting into some of the news that went uh, that went do- down last week. And uh, who on Monday morning is going to be the conservative who shows up to, you know, congressional hearings in a hazmat suit and go, uh, I'm not touching any gay stuff, right? The, 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 the weekend cleanup. Could you guys get all the, the AIDS out of here? You guys cleaned up all the gay stuff, right? I don't want to be touching any gay things. I mean, talk about that's got to be a pretty good job. I mean, how much fornication is going on behind the scenes down in Washington, D.C., that this guy was able to write in a room filled with cameras? A lot of doors. I mean, how casually can you be at your job that you can be that far away from here? You ever even just use a bathroom where you're too far away from the door? And you're like, couldn't you have just put the door closer to the toilet so that if by chance that lock is not a good lock? I can, I can preempt this situation. I can put my foot there. Even worse is sometimes you even see, uh, even see bathrooms that let you know that the lock's not working. And then you've got the giant gap between the door and the actual usage of the bathroom. And you're like, we, you know, we spend our entire lives in small apartments in places that you're like, I wish there was more space. You know, why take that space that exists between like the long doors to the toilet and put it as legroom on airplanes. Can someone figure out how to reallocate that terrible usage of space? How often are you sitting somewhere and thinking, I wish there was less space right here? We don't need all this space. That's got to be the one time. It's the devil, man. He's just putting everything together to make sure that it irritates you. But anyways, uh. So, you know, that guy was, uh, he was there. If you guys didn't see the picture, it was all over, uh, 
Twitter, some uh, congressional or Senate staff person. I don't know. It was gay. So I mostly ignored the story. But, uh, you know, he was in he was there really using the inner chambers, draining the swap, reopening the pizza parlors, spitting down the old alley and getting the old John Hancock going and fully nude. You would think if you were going to, you know, get get start rooting around and having yourself some hanky panky down on the Senate floor, you would just drop chow over some folders and pretend like you were working. And if you were making noises, you were just so aggravated that the Senate wasn't passing enough resolutions to spend more money. That's what you would do. You, you, would, you would be bent over and you would pretend like you were really examining all the ways that the Republicans were screwing you over by not instituting the changes that you were trying to implement for more money being spent. But no, there you had it. They're in this giant room and just getting like I, I've even worked offices. Maybe I'm not having enough sex in life or at work. How many of you guys have ever fornicated at work? I mean, I've worked jobs with all sorts of nooks and crannies for, you know, delinquent institutions and sales offices. And I never even thought of plowing or getting plowed out of work. Not once did I like, don't you already deal with enough anxiety when it comes to like, I want to, you know, have done well on stage, have taken drugs in a blue chew who can just casually, man, I, maybe just being a gay person is that great. You know what I mean? Maybe we're all just wrong with the way that we're approaching our lives because uh, the people in, they keep telling us, they keep throwing these per, the, these uh, these parades. They keep getting out there, and they keep letting us know that they have a better lifestyle. But no, we're all just being resistant. We're somehow too confined in our ways, and we're missing out on all sorts of workplace sex that we didn't even know was going on. All right, so uh, let's get into some uh, some some show. We've got a lot to talk. Congressional staffers share other popular hotspots for midday sex breaks. Fashion experts predict how long till Giuliani runs out of hair dye. We address the salmonella growing in your oatmeal and why applesauce makes you a bad mother. Next is, will Oprah and Chris Christie be the Ozempic power couple of 2024? And then lastly, the best ways to decorate your prostate for Christmas. All that more. On the uh, on the on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Um, so listen, I don't know what your New Year's resolutions are. You know, we all got to sit down. We got to start coming up with our goals. We got to start thinking of what we want to be doing for 2024. And I'd like to give you guys a resolution that I think might be a game changer. Because sometimes there's like little changes that you can make in your life that can put you like drastically far ahead. Like, for example, I, I once read, uh, you know, uh, what's his name's book? Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules or whatever. And he was talking about not eating carbs in the morning. And let me tell you, that was a helpful little tidbit. Because I used to wake up in the morning and I would make a deal with myself. I'd go, yeah, listen, you just get yourself out of bed and I'll get you a muffin. And then I'd eat that muffin. And then, you know, you don't want to do anything for your whole day. And then you wonder, why do I have no motivation? And why do I hate everything? And then you find out, oh, because I spiked my insulin. So that's like a little change that can make a big impact in your life. So you got to start thinking when it comes to your 24-24 resolutions. What are the little changes that can give you a lot of momentum to then change everything else in your life? And so here's what I want to recommend, and it's because I watch what the world leaders are doing. 
I see what's making people money. I see what's getting people ahead in life. And so if I can suggest a resolution for you as you start thinking about your next year, your plans and the changes you want to make in your life, I think all of us need to do more crack and get bigger dicks. I just think if we're going to want to live our best lives in 2024, really fill up our sheath pouches, get out there and start feeling good about ourselves. What we need to do is some crack and have some bigger dicks. The balls of showing up and going, forget your congressional hearing. I don't care how many times you've been investigating me or my family. I've got my own fucking podium. You think I need to come inside there to stand in front of an, uh, in front of the American people? I've got my own podium. I think a podium is going to be the next run your mouth setup. Talk about baller. Remember like Larry David? I think he once hit a thing on Curb about being having the meeting at your office that you can sit behind the desk because the desk gives you a power look. Forget that. A podium with 19 different microphones attached to it, cords of varying colors. Who knows where these cords are even going to? You're telling me they can't just slap down one microphone? One microphone's not enough? But that's the for Christmas. Maybe the Ukrainian people can buy me a nice podium with 15 microphones so that people can know that I mean business. That's pretty great. Just traveling with your own podium, throwing it on wheels, showing up to random locations and just pretending like you've got important announcements. Uh, you just show up to bus stops. I don't even know. You can show up anywhere. People are going to listen to you. You show up with the podium. You're going to get people's attention and respect. Um, but God bless. God bless that it gets all the way so that they finally tell you that you got to come in to be deposed or whatever the hell the process is. And you just go, nope, I'll just get in front of TV cameras in front of your building and say, shame on you for saying that I should be inside of the building. All right, let's take a, a couple comments. We've got a couple people saying joined. Maybe there's some sort of a new feature here on uh, the Twitter or something else, letting the people just go join. I don't know. Dr. Meatblood um, with semen I, I, with the podium. We could fill the podium with semen. I feel like that makes sense. It's probably got a, a hole or some sort of a spot in it. Larry Bird Jr., have yourself a very run-your-mouth podcast. That's sweet of you, Larry Bird. I appreciate that. Pod review, also letting me join. That must be a new uh, Twitter feature that we're able to take comments from Twitter. Anything goes. Dog, I dabble in car carpentry. What do you need for a podium? Hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Uh, you can be the official podium builder of the uh, Run Your Mouth uh, uh, cult. And, uh, you know, that, that you, you, that I don't know what kind of things come with being the official carpenter podium builder but it's it'll be a nice part of the run your mouth folklore that you built the podium for the new run your mouth podcast studio um oh Do dr meatblood wanted to point out that the sedium semen was specifically for uh um decorating prostates thank you for that clarification i i would hate for you know such insights to have uh to have gone missed all right Let's take a look at some more topics for today. Let's start with the, uh, let's go with the latest in Ukraine. We're recapping all the news from last week. So we're going to go quick here that we don't pontificate like they do on the part of the problem podcast, 15, 20 minute segments. We're quick here. You get two minutes of information. Uh, it's a broad stroke and you're left more confused. That's the way we handle things over here for all these new Twitter commentators. EU, EU membership talks with Ukraine, a direct pivot from the current strategy of paying to get their soldiers killed. All right. Yeah. yeah okay, fine. These are my own notes. I didn't have to read that out loud. That, even should, that shouldn't even be there. Dude, I don't quite understand what's going on in the Ukraines. 
it seems like they would like to try and negotiate this thing down. And so everyone's looking for maximum leverage. And so while we're not sending additional funds over there, we're trying to weasel out of getting additional funds. Now they're going back to NATO conversations or EU membership conversations, which I guess is to, you know, uh, poke back at Putin, who is going, nope, I won this thing. So I'm going to exert my maximum leverage over here. Um I'm enjoying that Putin's going like full force with the I will not leave this until Ukraine is denazified because there's no way that we can allow him to make an official statement of I have denazified what the Americans and the Europeans were supporting. But who knows? Maybe it maybe Zelensky's got to turn over all the Nazis that he's been working with and then they can finally uh finally call it a war. What are your guys' predictions at this point? Do we think we're coming to the end? Do you think it's an, as, a, as it's an election season, we can't continue to send money over there? We have to finally uh, realize and accept our losses and realizing that, you know, there's no way to convince the American people that Putin's going to go and take all of Europe and there aren't too many more Ukrainians that we can even get killed. Uh, or do you think we're in this in the end and 20 years from now, there's still just going to be a little bit of a fight going on on the Ukraine border. You guys are in the chat. You can tell me what you think. Next is we've got the impeachment inquiry is, uh, is, uh, ramping up. You know, you had Biden, he didn't show up. I find the whole, uh, the whole thing has been boring to me. It's like, yeah, just give me the firm evidence already about how, you know, China has been bribing the Biden family and how Joe Biden has been directly involved. And, you know, it's taken a long time of teasing that they were going to go after these people, that they were going to actually start impeachment proceedings, which would give them better access to all of the presidential financials. And then they'd finally be able to bust the guy for what they say has already been blatant financial crimes. You got to quit, quit teasing the story. I need some closure here. I can't keep constantly living my life in this soap opera that seasons are going to come to a conclusion that they never do. I think that was a Tim Dillon thing about that. We all see this like there's going to be conclusions and then there just aren't never they, they never actually come to a conclusion. Um, Pre-election, the interest rate is going down. We, you guys loading up on bonds before we move away from this 5.5 percent interest rate. Do you think that inflation was over? Do you think that the government can start pumping monies back into these things, sending the stocks back to the moon, sending the bitcoins back to the moon? They're going to reverse from quantitative tightening back to the quantitative easing. Hey, listen, we can't we need this economy to be booming. And so I don't know. I guess they're going to go they're, they're They're already talking about maybe three, four five interest rate cuts next year. Do you guys actually believe that inflation has tamed, has cooled itself to a point that they can get themselves back into some uh, inflating up some bubbles. Where, where, where do you guys think that is going? That was, uh, I thought, uh, I thought they were going to continue tightening a little bit. I thought that inflation had made its way to the mainstream where people were actually talking about it, where it might even be a, uh, a contentious point in the elections of, Hey, look at all the things that you've done. Look at all the money that you've spent and look at how people your common people can't afford things because you're robbing them through inflation. But we're already we're reversing course. I guess they want a, a hot economy coming into the election season and they don't care if we end up seeing more. I guess what they'll claim once again is just temporary inflation. Hey, listen, just be happy that you guys all have jobs 
And since everyone has so much money, they're all trying to spend the money. And that's why things are getting more expensive. But that's a win because everyone has more money to go and spend. Don't you feel better about the fact that you and all your friends have more money to spend and everyone has jobs? Look at that. If someone if someone wants to come over here right now, I don't know what just happened to my camera, but you could get jerked off so quickly. Look at the look at those skills right there. If someone was standing right there, you tell me that that's some spit on that and have a good time. All right, let's reset the camera real quick. All right, and we're back. Um, next is this uh, dude. Israel seems to be getting. They seem to have just outright lost the press war. It seems like everything down to the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal, everyone's turning around and going, "Hey, listen, we were trying to have your back, but what's going on here is a little bit too aggressive." And uh, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to report on it. And see, so got Blinken over there saying he's working on Israel with their New Year's re resolution to kill less civilians. He had these articles that they were just dropping these dumb bombs. They're pretending like they got leaflets, like they're targeting specific assets because they think they're worthwhile because of all the terrorists are there. And then you find out, I think they're just indiscriminately bombing. I thought the most damning thing that came out last week, we did talk about this on the Part of the Problem podcast, but it was in the New York Times where they were talking about that uh, Israel has been sending cash to Hamas. And the reason that they were sending the cash to the Hamas people is I guess the uh, concept was that if the leadership was at least able to uh, have enough cash on hand to run their daily affairs, pay off this guy, pay off that guy, keep a school open, show up, have meetings and do all these things, well, then they would uh, basically be able to bribe them into peace. Hey, listen, you guys can remain in charge. Your leadership can have your money. Everybody wins. To me, this is the most damning thing I've heard because the whole Israel storyline was we can't send any assets. We can't work with these people. They're a terrorist organization. And we hand them water. They're going to turn their tubes into missiles for us. And so while that's going on, you're actually working with the leadership and you're handing them the most fungible of all items. You're handing them cash. You're handing cash to the leadership while pretending like any resources you make available to the area won't it will be instantly seized by that same leadership and not allowed to be used by the humans the, by the citizens seems pretty damning um this was an interesting one and uh it's going to be a topic uh more for uh for next week um but elon musk starship contracts i've been over here saying i can't get a fair read on this elon musk guy i feel like he's the other side of the deep state and uh, luckily, he cares about free speech and that that's a win for us, but that he seems to be too involved in the government contract game. He's too in with the mob to possibly have enough leverage on all of them to actually be a free or noble man. I can't say that for a fact. It's just my guess about the way the higher uh, the game is played on a higher level. Um, as proof against that, there was this interesting storyline of uh, with um uh, government was, I guess, trying to make money available so we could get internet to people in rural areas. And then they had to retract that when, uh, Elon Musk's, uh, um, starship or whatever his internet thing is called was actually the best available option. And he would have got that government funding. And then your cable companies turned around and said, Hey, that was supposed to be free money for us to not actually do anything that would help anybody. 
we can't actually be sending that money to a product that actually works. That's not the way government handouts are supposed to work. The way government handouts are supposed to work is that we're supposed to be paid unbelievable lucrative uh, contracts for windmills that never get turned on. I remember once seeing the staggering figure of like $55,000 a household for like rural areas to have better internet access. And you're like, that's more than the house is even worth. But there you go. Government contracts for you. All right. Um, before we move into uh, some other topics, um, once again, if you guys are watching on uh, Twitter, you're watching tomorrow on the Spotify, you're watching on your iTunes, please go to YouTube, Robbie the Fire, all one word. You can check out my end of year recap for uh, for 2023. Cut it down. They're very easily consumed chunks. You can even go down the entire archive. You can watch. This is the fourth year of me doing this. You can see all the coverage of the Coronas from the first year that it happened to before they rolled out the vaccines to demolishing what the vaccines were all about into this year, covering uh, money being wasted by a government on walls that will never be uh, built and uh, how government isn't even good at creating propaganda. It's likely the last time that we're going to do it. Um, so, you know, enjoy it. Give it a nice comment. Give it a thumbs up. Um, and then likely next week, I will roll out the audio of the full show. Not going to put that up on uh, on YouTube for general consumption because uh, if I'm standing on stage with the mic, it's scary. You know, I need everyone to think I'm really good at jokes. You got to cut out all the jokes that didn't work. But I feel like some of the jokes, they didn't quite groove because I did them once. But there was like a valid narrative there that really was showcasing some of the government ineptitude and what I thought were the funniest stories of last year of just incredible colossal failures, colossal failures of uh, our growing centralized government. But go check it out. Rate, review, subscribe. And as always, thank you to Yo Kratom, the greatest of all comedy sponsors, home of the $60 kilo. And if you're not into the key the Kratom products, you got to go to YoDelta.com. And uh, maybe you'll have a weekend off in the future where you could do nothing but sit in a chair, eat their gummies, drink some whiskey, and enjoy some uh, some good old solitude time before you start putting things together for next year. You, you get turn around. It's three months later. It's porch tour, and you're like, shit. I don't. I need new jokes. All right. Here's another interesting story. Judge pauses Trump election ca uh, case amid appeal of immunity issue. So. For some reason, Trump didn't want to get this expedited. I think he wanted to sit on the sidelines the entire time and go, hey, this thing's ridiculous. I'm immune anyways. You can't prosecute me for things that I was doing as a president. Elections are part of the job of the president is to oversee elections. So if I was questioning that there was fraud evolved, that's part of my uh, that's part of my responsibilities as president. And so therefore, I'm immune from this entire case. For some reason, though, I don't understand why Donald Trump wouldn't want that one expedited. I would think that getting that one expedited, you might actually even end up off the hook. It's so weird to me, though, that Jack Smith would play this card now. Why is it two, three years into your investigation? Would he be first finding out if a guy could even be guilty of the thing? Are you telling me that you might have been wasting our time for the last three or four years? I mean, if you would think that the guy might be immune to the entire thing in any capacity whatsoever. Firstly, you're not like a government agency where you're writing up a report. Like, I understand that where you're like, hey, we're not allowed to try the guy, but here's the report of everything he did. And I guess we want the American people to be aware of this. And I guess that's even what they tried to do with that propaganda piece that they were doing of Liz Cheney on the news every day, showing us select footage from uh, from January 6th and pretending, you know, 
like uh, like the, the 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 masses of people showed up uh, colluding with Donald Trump to intervene in our election cycles. They cherry picked their videos. They put on the best propaganda they could, and the ratings fell, and nobody cared. It didn't. I, I mean, I guess it pushed forward uh, the DOJ investigation, maybe. Uh, but here you have Jack Smith, and he's actually now going to the Supreme Court to find out, hey, is any of what we're doing have any weight or relevance, or is this guy immune to this prosecution anyways? How is that not the starting point? And if it turns out that the guy is immune from it, I don't know. Does Jack Smith have to pay back the money? He got he got paid for the last three years to run a meaningless investigation, or did they push it as far as they needed where they're like, we're just going to drum up all the news headlines that we can. We're going to try and force this guy out of the election. We're going to threaten him that he's going to end up with jail time, with this prosecution, with that prosecution. We're going to show up to his house. We're going to take the files. Is that what this whole thing was? It was just, hey, intimidate this guy down to the last very second. And then just if it turns out that we couldn't even do this, we couldn't even do it. Now, I guess it's unlikely for it to get thrown out. I don't understand why Donald Trump wouldn't uh, have been more in favor of uh, the Supreme Court looking into this. I would think that sounds like a win. I don't know. I, I guess Donald Trump was looking the whole time to go, hey, this is fraudulent. It's against the Constitution. And then even if he got in trouble for it, still have the deniability that if the Supreme Court looked at it. Um, now, you got some, uh, some, some, some weirdness over at the Supreme Court of, I guess, their ability to choose these cases. And so on this one, for some reason, they're acquiescing to Jack Smith, who goes, hey, I need this one urgently. You guys work for me. And the Supreme Court going, all right, we'll take a look at it. Next up. Oh, no, this was on the same thing. Um, so there's another aspect of this that's coming into play, which is... Um, the obstruction charge that apparently they got a lot of people from January 6 on. Um, and so technically, I guess if you obstruct a um, um, a public procedure, uh, that in itself is considered a crime. And now I'm not a lawyer. I'm giving you guys the broad strokes of what I'm seeing here and the nonsense that is our entire system. But I guess uh, because of what happened at Enron, they said that by shredding the papers, that was also, um, I guess, an obstruction charge of that. But to me, like who the obstruction thing is nonsense like that. That's like, you know, I'm not supposed to have to participate in you finding me guilty. The problem is that I committed a crime. You know, it's like if I killed a bunch of people and then I store them in a, in, in a place and then I unplug the cooling systems that the bodies will rot. The problem is not the rotting bodies. The problem is that I killed the people. Like I, if I kill people and then I start like getting rid of the paperwork or the fact that I killed people, if you're getting me like it, your, your judicial system should be good enough to actually find me guilty of the crime I committed, which is killing the people, not the trying to get in the way of you finding me guilty. I, I, I don't know. To me, it's like the, the crime is the problem, not my, my not not me in my interactions with government and everything in government is considered official. So it seems like a very, uh, it seems like a very loose thing. Supreme court rule of view challenge of uh, scope of obstruction law that Trump is charged with breaking, which could also, um, I guess, uh, affect a lot of people from January 6th who went to jail on these obstruction of an official proceeding. Doesn't that just sound very loose? Like if I rip a giant fart in, in, in at an official proceeding, can I go to jail? 
Is, is that the hey? I just obstructed an official proceeding. What what like what what is legally considered a, a obstruction and what's considered an official proceeding? What about that guy who pulled uh, the fire alarm that clearly was like labeled and then said afterwards that he tripped or whatever that nonsense was? So can he go to jail for a period of time for an obstruction of an official proceeding? Doesn't it just seems like a very loose way uh, to be able to find anybody guilty? The federal charge of obstruction of an official proceeding carries a 20-year maximum sentence. That's a pretty long sentence, too, and is one of four felony counts that Trump is facing in his own Washington, D.C. criminal case. Another count charges him with conspiring to violate the obstruction. <laughs> That's the other charge is conspiring. It's not just that he violated the bullshit obstruction law, but that he also conspired to violate it. So that he could go to jail for 40 years. Or does conspiring to violate the law fall away if you also violated the law? All right, let's take a moment to thank our other sponsor for today, uh, sheathunderwear.com. Guys, it's uh, Christmas season. I'm sure you got some gifts that you still need to buy. You've got loved ones in your life. And uh, listen, they're probably wearing old ratty underwear and they don't realize how much better their life could be if they got into the most comfortable underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. Sheath underwear, use promo code RYM. You get 20% off. Guys, let's go show Bobby the bank that the run your mouth loyal listeners love themselves some fancy underwear. They love pouches for their balls. They love a wiener hole that they could put their wiener into. They love sh- they love having that elasticity that lifts up their buns, that shows off their uh their 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 glute muscles or what's the what's the muscle in the front? What's that muscle? Whatever that muscle is. The one that you get real good when you squat. Pads up your wiener so it looks nice and fresh. Guys, sheathunderwear.com, use promo card RM, you get 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. All right, next story. We only got a couple more, and then we're going to be back uh, tomorrow with a whole new episode. Got a guest on to talk about um, why windmills are failing us. Israeli hostages mistakenly killed by IDF were waving white flag. But you know the Israeli army, they went, oh, look, civilians. How many civilians... I mean, how bad are the is the Israeli army at not killing civilians if they manage to kill their own hostages who are waving white flags at them? Sounds to me like whatever your protocols and procedures are for trying not to kill civilians must be pretty bad if you manage to kill your own hostages who were there waving white flags at you. Rudy Giuliani ordered to pay $148 million to defamed election workers. How are election workers worth this much money? How is it possible that claiming that anything that went wrong in an election can get someone damages? How much profits are in, I guess, working at elections that saying that you did a bad job with the elections can get someone $148 million? I'd like to know. What, what what is the Dominion contract worth that they were able to get a billion or whatever that that uh, judgment was from from Fox News? What was it, one point two billion or something? Or in this case, one hundred forty eight million dollars? I got to get myself insurance and when maybe uh, start taking what I what I say a little bit more carefully because everyone's turned around, going I was defamed. We live in a world now where everyone cares about everyone's feelings so much. That they go, oh my God, you were home sad because someone made statements about you. And then somehow, you know, I guess you get your friends to call you up and make threats. You got to have some threats in there. You want a good payment. You're going to have to come up with some threats. Also, Rudy Giuliani said so much nonsense the entire time. Who was actually like, uh, you know, I guess who was actually 
uh, convinced by Rudy Giuliani's words that they were harassing these two people to the extent that they were actually awarded damages of $148 million. I haven't seen much coverage on this other than just to see that the guy lost the case and owes $148 million. But um, I'd be curious to know what the actual damages are that they, you know, 140, that, that, that's a nice little payday. Um, this I saw in the New York post, but apparently a single night of binge drinking is more likely to cause liver disease than a few drinks spread across the week. That's from a new study. And my takeaway from that, it's because people aren't practicing during the week to get their livers ready. So if anything, you got to be more consistent with your drinking. You got to be drinking one, two or three, you know, every single night. So when it comes to that weekend, your liver knows how to process seven or eight. If you don't cross train and you just get in the ring and you just try and run a 10, 12, 15 mile marathon, that's not going to work. Oh, this one brings me hope and inspiration. It's another New York Post story. Gen Z suffers from menu anxiety when dining out with many too scared to order their own meals. Guys, there's going to be a way that we can take advantage of the next generation. Just think about, like, these people love Taylor Swift. They're constantly complaining about their emotions. Everyone's depressed. Everyone's taking the medications. Everyone's got anxiety. Everyone's spending too much time on the social media going, it's rotting my brain. I have no discipline. I can't control myself. And I'm just saying, if you can't even order, like, I'm an anxious person. Look at the way I pace around. You don't think I have anxiety in life, but a menu? You can't sit down in a restaurant, look at food, decide. I'll get, by the way, I'll let you know something. You can go off menu. You know how you go off menu? You look at the waitress right in the face and you go, I'm sorry, but I kind of have a weird order. Is that okay? And that always intrigues them. They actually smile. They're like, give it to me. What's your weird order? And then the weird order, it's never as weird as they you go, listen, I'm looking for, uh, I want two hamburger patties. I want the eggs on top over easy. You can keep everything else. I don't want those fries. I don't want those buns. I don't want those vegetables. I don't want that nothing. I'm on the road right now, and I want to pretend like I'm one of these healthy workout individuals who doesn't eat the carbs. So when I get home, I can eat even extra donuts the next time I spend a weekend sitting on my couch, drinking whiskey, eating myself Yo Deltas. But here, what I'm trying to say is something that gives me hope as, uh, by the way, 2024, like I said, we're building out that studio. We're going to go three to five times a week. We're going to get to 10,000 listeners. And I'm also, I'm still fundraising for my extra carbon redu reducing trees. I'm going to place some Al Green in my apartment and start fornicating some trees until I find the tree blend that reduces even more carbon. And then we never plant it, but then we charge people for carbon reduction. We get the credits and we're in on the whole scam. You got to get on the scams, right? where I'm going to start fornicating bamboo with mint trees for some super growing tree that I say reduces all the carbon. You start reforesting the areas of the rainforest that got burnt down. You pretend like the soil's even richer and more nutrient because of all the burnt ash. You talk about volcanoes, blah, 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 nonsense, nonsense. You need a carbon credit so you can go do the thing that you were always doing your entire life. I'm happy to sell it to you. And sure, I'll partner with BlackRock so that I can get in on this ESG scam and start making this fake carbon credit money. But the point I'm trying to make is if these kids are nervous around menus, just think about how much advantage we're going to be able to take of them in the future. When these kids start working, you don't think you're going to be able to bully these kids in an office? If you can somehow get yourself into middle management, as more of these kids pour into your office who can't make any decisions, we're walking around as nervous wrecks. I'm just telling you, there's going to be a way that we're going to be able to lord over these people. So just like, I know that there's a hump right now. There's inflation. Things look grim. 
You got to deal with these kids who are complaining about everything all the time. They're bringing woke nonsense into the office. They're ruining Bud Light. They got weird tastes and interests. And for some reason, Taylor Swift is popular. A lot of this is confusing. But my takeaway is if these people are this stupid, there's got to be some opportunities in the future to take advantage of them. Okay. We got a couple more topics, and then we're going to call an episode. Quick ones from here. This is the last one that we're doing. I oh, know we got one more that's YouTube safe, and then we're coming down from YouTube. Uh, Ground News, new sponsor and part of the problem. I actually find on the website to be uh, quite intriguing with some good features. I came across this article the other day, and uh, in a minute, we're going to be looking at porn analytics from this past year to see what we can learn about different states based on their porn interests. But this was from Ground News. Why more women live in major East Coast counties while men outnumber them in the West. Wasn't that interested in that. This was what I was interested in. Communities with more men tend to have earlier marriages, while women in areas where they outnumber men are more likely to live with a partner without marrying, often to less educated or lower earning men. Okay, now listen. I think uh, a lot of people are happily married. They love their mothers. They got their girlfriends. They got their things. And everyone that's in a relationship, we all rather be in nice, kind, loving relationships, maybe. I don't know. But for people outside of relationships, trying to find relationships, I feel like there's always on the internet a little bit of an animosity where it's like, I'm on team men. You're on team women. The women are at fault. The men are at fault. The women are dressing slutty. The women are dressing. Go find like-minded people that are into whatever you're into and whatever. But I read this, going to throw it out there to you people. Curious what your thoughts are. But this was communities with more men tend to have earlier marriages, while women in areas where they outnumber men are more likely to live with a partner without marrying. So specifically when it comes to, I guess, marriage, does that sound like women are more at fault for, I, I guess, uh, like, because it almost sounds to me, let's just say love is when you find an equilibrium of feeling like you're lucky to be with the person that you have found. Let's just, uh, let, let, maybe, maybe that's overthinking, underthinking it, but let's just say that that's like the equilibrium, right? So now let's say you're in an area where there's, um, what was this? Communities with more men to have, tend to have earlier marriages. So I guess that means that women have more selections that they can make. You know what? I forgot what my thought was on this. I had something. I ate edibles all weekend. I forgot what my thought was here. We'll come back to this because I, I had a thought on it based on scarcity and other things, but I lost the thought. So we'll come back to it another time. Um, and on that note, I think we're going to come down from, yeah, we're going to come down from the YouTubes for this last segment. If you guys are enjoying this, you can come hang out on uh, on Twitter. It looks like it looks like Twitter's hopping. It looks like Twitter figured out how to start taking in comments. And I like it because I like the live comments. So we're seeing a lot of Twitter activity, which is fun. All right, we're coming down from the YouTubes, though. That one's down. That one's down. 
All right, so this was making the uh, the rounds. Um, it was the Pornhub Analytics. And uh, firstly, I'm looking at average watch times of 11 minutes, and you know, I could I could be I could be a porn coach for people. You gotta you gotta open up more tabs. Who's done in 10 minutes? Treat yourself. You're already gonna sit down. You're gonna you know maybe this is your once or twice a day. You're gonna enjoy yourself, or maybe you're maybe you're you're more of a puritan than that. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's once a month. You got the town to the the house to yourself, but let's edge a little, people. Let let's 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 learn how to do this. Hire me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I'll teach you all about tabs. I'll teach you about the sites. I'll teach you how to open things, close them. All right, but here we go because I was looking at the uh, top searches from different areas. And I was just wondering, what do you think we can learn from these states and, uh, you know, what these people's preferred porn preference are? So, like, to start with um, Ohio, apparently Ohio has been doing a lot of searches for small dicks, which makes me think we should all vacation there. Because I guess either all the women have small vaginas and, and, and that way you can feel really big. Or people like if you look at this chart, people seem to be into like what's their like thing in the area. Like they want to live what is kind of like reality. Like I guess California's got a lot of Asian stepmoms. Oh, <laughs> 